0: We haven't actually started. Like, I don't think we started, and we actually started. I just did that right now.
1: Oh man! Wait, I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke. It is fu- It's fucked up though, man. Because I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna start off with the, like a, you know, those uh, those one liners where it's like, well, I mean, I guess if you don't want to wear a mask well, inside that... the store, that's up to you, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> <I> told you. <laughs> well, uh, it's really good to see you uh, in person after. What is it? Five, five months? Five months? Yeah. Uh, it, we have Stephen Palenko here, everybody. Uh, let's see if I have any uh, clapping. Do I have clapping on here? That'll do. Man. <laughs> State-of-the-art studio. It is, it is legit now. <laughs>
0: I didn't think much of it, and then In your, you You know, that. I
1: heard some things about the Tank Rodriguez show. Wasn't too sure, but now it's No, what I was
0: really hoping for is that you would introduce me as a friend of the show. <laughs> like I've, I've always wanted to be a friend of the show. The friend,
1: you are a friend of the show. There we go. Long time caller, first time listener. Right. Long time, first time Tank, happy to be here. Yeah, man, it's good to see you. It really has been a long time. How's the pandemic treating you? Um, I, you know, I... I
0: I, I complain about things that in the, in, in large scale really don't matter. Like my family's been safe. Everyone that I, that, that I care about to an extent, <laughs> they've all been safe. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very easy for me to make light of a lot of it because yeah. I've not felt a direct impact, but I understand that there's an impact out there that's real to a lot of other people. Exactly. Like I'm sitting here like bitching about working at home <laughs> Because like I'm just tired of being there with all those people that are there, and
1: I cannot wait. I I I, I don't want to go back to
0: work. while there's 40 million people unemployed right now, <laughs> and I'm like ah, I have to sit in my dining room for eight more what hours. What kind of today.
1: world <laughs> do I live in? <laughs> this is a fucking prison.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, the pandemic has treated me well as 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 well as, as you can anticipate. Yeah,
1: yeah, but. Uh, what is this like? What What are we living in? Like, I man, how How does this end?
0: I don't think there is in, you know, like the real end is okay. Here's the vaccine, yeah. and we're all safe.
1: Are you going to take it when it first comes out?
0: I don't know about when it first comes out.
1: Like,
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the results. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> but I'm not like an anti-vaccine person. I'm, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Oh, okay, um, well, that's so, good. So, like, my kids are all... there. They don't get to go to school if they're not. So, my kids are all vaccinated and up-to-date. Uh, but, like, I I don't know about right away. Yeah. I do, like... Um, like, my, my son he's got a group of friends and there was somebody in his group of friends that tested positive Oh shit! asymptomatic, Uh right? Like they're young kids. So I think they, they recovered well. So he was like, we got him tested and he was negative. And then um, his mom also had a similar experience and we get her tested. And and so we've had some close calls. Um, But like, I'm not like even in a normal world, this is about the extent of the social life that I get. <laughs> like I'm not, I don't go to bars. I don't, yeah. I don't meet people in real yeah. life. It's like, yeah. So I'm good. How about you? Like, what, what about you?
1: Uh, I upgraded to uh, a studio, uh, double in price, and I bought a car uh, that uh, I, I don't drive a lot. <laughs> so right. I added like two two payments that I didn't really need. Um, but it, it, it's it's definitely interesting. It's it's make. But somehow I'm making more money. Like, and somehow I, I'm saving more money. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, I think you you probably more self conscious about what I'm spending.
0: Well, that, and I think just the opportunity to spend, yeah, isn't there as that's much. That's
1: very true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, very true.
0: I'm not. Gonna, I'm not tempted to go spend fifty dollars on a movie tonight. Yeah. Because it's there's nothing there for me to watch, and it's just not. There's no. That's not a good time anymore. So, yeah. are you gonna are you gonna buy Mulan? I'm hoping for entitlements. (laughs) Inside jokes. We're talking about inside baseball, folks. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I'm not. Because I don't... Not because I... I, You know, it's... I I just not... That's not my... Yeah. And even my daughter, she's 11. She's not... Like, she does not have an interest in watching Mulan. Yeah. So there's $30 that I would save. But in the grand scheme of things, again... You would spend more than that at a night at the movies, and yeah. this is a theatrical release. Yeah, very so. much, yeah.
1: I, I will probably buy The Collector. I'm probably going to buy that this weekend with Shia LaBeouf.
0: I did. I watched a movie with him the other day, um, The Peanut Butter Falcon. I saw that. What did fe- you think of The Peanut Butter Falcon?
1: Uh, one, okay, this is a uh, part, partly wrestling show, uh, so I do have some takes on it. I'm glad to see Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, Mick Foley yeah. in that movie. Um, spoiler alert. But it's, it's been out for over a year, I don't Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so uh, I thought it was really good, like, uh, to see – I thought, okay, and not, uh, definitely not the best, you know, like an uh, Academy Award winning movie. I don't know. Not no, sure. no. Not, but it um, – But it was, a, it was a cool story to see, like, Shia LaBeouf's, like, Shia LaBeouf's transition from, like – Total like, asshole to yeah, decent guy. Yeah, that was – I mean, if that was a story that was trying to be told, it told it well. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I it was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it.
0: Yeah, I like uh, the way the way I phrase it. When there's a movie that I didn't I didn't like, it was it didn't blow me away. Yeah, it, it was worth a couple hours. Yeah, right. It was worth a couple hours of your life. Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't particularly fond of the the the. Uh, over there.
1: So so that's what I was okay. The movie was real all the right way up until that one like, Oh okay, all that's right. what they're doing. Never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Can you just kick him in the balls? Yeah.
0: Like that's I would go. I would fall for that. And
1: it wasn't even. And it was I mean, okay. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? Like if he picked him up and threw him, like that's cool. Yeah, I've seen some. You know, people with disabilities have some incredible strength, and it's it's great. You know that that's that's that's, that's believable. But the way like Jake the Stick Roberts was just a board and not moving. Right. Like I, it, it was like they wanted you to know that they knew
0: it was both like it, they yeah. knew it was fake. Yeah. Right. And we know we know this is stupid. So we're not really going to try to make it look not stupid.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like we're going to shit on wrestling even more. Right. And then <laughs> if you like, want to blame anybody blame wrestling. And
0: then afterwards, like they don't even talk about it. Yeah. Like, holy shit, peanut butter falcon. (laughs) You just lifted Jake the Snake Roberts over your head and tossed him (laughs) 50 feet. Exactly. And you couldn't get the guy with the crowbar? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, come on. Obviously, you have some control in this situation.
1: Take him out. Oh, man. Uh, And then, so it's funny you say that, though. Um, Because I was watching uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay. You, want, you want to talk about a movie that pissed me off because like, I've seen it like many years later, like that one. Like there were so many plot holes on how that killer got away with so many things so quickly. I
0: know, but and I know I'm shitting on a genre that you it is very near and dear to your heart. Oh, I'll shit on it, but I think that is true of a lot of horror movies. Absolutely. Like I think for for the horror genre, and I'm sorry, James and Derek, and <laughs> suck a dick, <laughs> but. For that genre to work for you, your suspension of disbelief has to be heavily, but that the same thing is true of a, like the superhero genre, which I'm a big fan of, right? Like I have to believe that some guy got injected with, you know, whatever. And now he can, he's a spider. He's, he's a, he's a big green monster. He's right. Right. Like that requires probably a big, maybe a lot of movies do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of movies do.
1: Um, yeah, but yeah, Peter, peanut butter falcon was all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, eh, three out of five jalapenos. <laughs> uh, wait, what's your favorite movie genre then?
0: Um, I got you know, or
1: what?
0: I think so. I think you know, I, I, for movies, I'm not like a repeat movie watcher. Like if, okay, typically, like I will not go back and rewatch peanut butter falcon, even though it was yeah. all right. Yeah, but there's like a handful of movies that I will watch whenever they're there, Uh um, which like Disney plus gets me in trouble because I probably watch infinity war and Endgame (laughs) like six, seven times. Really? Yeah. And it's just because only because I know that I'm going to enjoy watching it. Uh Um, and, um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's not a big waste of time for me. Like I can, I can, I can walk away. I can, you know, I watch that. So the, the action movies really, you kind of, they keep my attention for a while. Mm -hmm um oddly enough like you know uh rom-coms are kind of a, a like i yeah. I'm, I'm not big on them but i will watch one like oh. palm springs was good
1: okay oh yeah palm springs was amazing yeah
0: it was really good yeah. um, you
1: recommended that to me and i watched it that when you, when you said it, i was like holy I did not see that coming at all I yeah yeah
0: that so. was a good movie um so I don't know. I don't know if I have a genre that I, that really draws me in. Yeah. I just like if it's a movie that I rewatch, then I know that it's good. Like, Do
1: you have a favorite movie at all? Or no?
0: I think I have two that that um, in terms of like quality movies that I'm not ashamed to say that yeah. I like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But like Forrest Gump, I think it okay, was yeah. a really, really good movie. And anytime I, that movies on TBS, I'm gonna watch yes, it. Yes, yeah. Forrest Gump. Like in, in terms of like being a, a, a smart person's movie, yeah. That and Shawshank. I think yeah. Shawshank Redemption will, you know, now not smart movies that I will watch over and over again. Tombstone.
1: Oh yeah, that's a beautiful. That, I right. Mean, I mean, that's kind of smart though. The way I mean, like, okay, I'll say this: the the storytelling itself was smart. The way they do it is it is it just a movie that you can just do wash dishes or clean the house while mm-hmm. it's on in the background absolutely if i
0: miss 20 minutes You're of this movie gonna i'm anything. not going to yeah, gonna, yeah. No, not at all. Um, die hard is probably like <laughs> top 5 for me like it just just the violence and the the action and i don't know Is peak bruce what no you we,
1: we talk about we talk about die hard a lot on uh, Golden commando yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it, it's a it's a it's a good it's a good you know.
0: So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those those ones come to mind. Yeah. Um, so what about Endgame or uh, Infinity War? Which one was better? I I feel like they are. It's a it's, it's like one. a package deal. Like I feel like it's one story. Yeah, okay. like it's two separate movies. I have
1: watched Infinity War more than once. I've only seen Endgame once. I think
0: because you you might, and I'm just guessing here, you might like the bad guy wins kind of ending because that's the way. <laughs> You know, like when we talk about like Empire Strikes Back being probably the best Star Wars movie, right? Right. It's almost non-negotiable that that's the best, right? It's because the bad guy won at the end.
1: I think um, I've been listening and uh, yeah, listening to a lot of and watching a lot of Stephen King interviews and videos and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he has this book called On Writing, really good book. He reads it out loud too, so it's like it's on Audible. Um, Highly recommended if you're into that stuff. Um, But he he always has the same where. He goes, if you're stuck, kill your darlings. And I was like, oh, that's why I like stuff like that. Like, it's like, because you don't, you really, because there's like this blueprint of stories and how they're told, like, okay, here's the good guy. Here's his story, you know, here's the climax where he has his troubles and and this is how he overcomes that. It's like, yeah, I know that story, like, back in front, you know.
0: Well, I think there's a there's a crutch that is used often in storytelling, particularly in the television and movie yeah. genre where works. I don't, I, I can undo this, right? Like yeah. it's almost a little bit chicken shit, like, and like infinity war. Okay. Like you almost knew that there, there was an undoing to that, yeah. to the way that movie ended.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I don't know if I liked it per se, but I think they did it in a smart, in a kind of a unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they 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 do a good job of making fun of themselves. Like I think yeah. I think Ant Man in particular. Um, yeah, Paul injects. It. A, yeah, he's obviously Paul Rudd's really really good at mm-hmm. what he does, um, but he injects it a little bit of self deprecation into the whole superhero genre. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like you know, but I mean, me- I just I
1: think Endgame just had. It could have been two and a half hours or just a two hour, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needed so much, like, stuff in there. I think there was what? a lot of filler. Okay, i am
0: putting you on What would you take out? What what part of that story would you say? God,
1: i want to seem like an asshole right now. Like a big time asshole. That's okay. I mean, like, that's probably, <clears throat> that's accurate though. I mean. <laughs> half of that battle scene, man. Like, half of that battle scene could yeah. go. Like, it, it, it didn't have to be that. I think you focus on core characters. And uh, you, you tighten it up a little bit. Um, and, yes, you know what? For anyone listening, you can keep that woman scene in there. I can give two shits about it. You know? <laughs> well,
0: I mean, yes. Like, it just seemed uh, uh, that – I don't like when people do things that that seemed forced. Yeah. Okay, in that particular scene, and I'm going to sound like a like a, yeah. a sexist <laughs> asshole, but that scene seemed a little forced. And um, – They could have done it in a better... They could have engaged those women into this fight, into this battle, in a less patronizing way.
1: Absolutely. Oh,
0: we're... Here's... We're a bunch (laughs) of chicks, and we're here together. Watch us be superheroes. No, just have the... Like, honestly, the most, like, female-empowering moment in that movie is when Scarlet Witch was really giving the business to Thanos. Yeah. Like, on her own. Yeah. Right? And she really had the dude on the robes. Um and then I think that's when they did the rainfire. Like if I remember correctly, he's like rain fire. And then that's when it sort of saved him from Scarlet, which yeah. like, that was a very, like she was, although backtrack the, the best shit talk line, I think ever in the history of whatever is when she's like, Oh, you took everything from me. And Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, like mean, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Like <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you know, I mean it was just a lot of fluff in there. I, I just um and I don't know. I, I mean it was it was sad that, you know, that, that Iron Man died and I get all that stuff. I just think it was just like
0: But like having rewatched it <laughs> thirteen times. Yeah. Those were all everything about that was foretold in the previous movies, right? Yeah. Like
1: But okay. So if someone says, Hey, you know, what does that mean or what what's gonna happen in the future and he goes, Oh, I can't tell you or it's not gonna happen. It's like, oh, like, okay. oh, I'm fucking dying. It's like, it's so like, you, right. know, you know what I mean? So then at that point, you're like, okay, so what do I do to not die? Like,
0: no, but like even the first, like the opening scene of the movie, right? Where, uh, of Endgame, where you invited me over to to dissect a movie that's five years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't know. It's pretty, I mean, a couple years, two or three years? Two years okay. tops. Anyway.
1: That's fine. We dissect movies from the 70s. That's like. true. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: When, when the opening scene where Tony's playing uh, like a, the football with uh, nebula and yeah. um, they the, the song they play in that moment is uh, mr. dear mr. fantasy uh-huh. um, and basically that song's about the song says you know place you know dear miss fantasy plays a tune um, and it, it basically goes on to say I know but by, by doing this you will be unhappy like it, it you'll be on un- something bad will happen to you Um, but we need you to play this song anyway. We need you to make us happy.
2: Gotcha. So if
0: you have a chance, like listen to Mr. Fantasy, it's a really good song. Um, And basically it's telling you in that moment, like, okay, Tony Stark's (laughs) going to have to do this for us, and we know it's not good for him, but it's going to make us all happy. (laughs) So... The spoiler of the of endgame happened in that song right at the beginning.
1: Well, and then he made Doctor Doolittle.
0: Right? Like come up. Like like
1: who who said that was a good idea? How do you okay. It wasn't a good it wasn't a good idea the first time. It was barely a good idea.
0: How much time. money Did they fucking- do you have to get paid to go from to downshift from Tony Stark, <laughs> Iron Man, into Doctor Doolittle? <laughs> it, it fucking bombed. Like come up. <laughs> It bombed bad. Right. Like I don't, That's, see, I don't get, like, if I'm maybe a fringe actor, I, do, I, I take a role like that. Yeah. But, you know, you know, Robert Downey Jr. knows going in, this is shit.
1: Yeah, he has to. He, I mean, he had to be getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars coming off. And of the reality
0: movie. is that that movie would never, even as bad as it was and as much as it bombed, it would have been even worse if it had... I don't know. Tim Allen. <laughs> As Dr. Doolittle. little right? yeah. They have... <laughs> oh? <laughs>
1: Does the animal talk to me? <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. I, I don't know why he came to my... That <laughs> yeah, is weird. Yeah, that is random. It's all Tim- good, though. Yeah. Uh-
0: <laughs> it's weird. I was thinking about that, like... Because um, we talk... You and I talk about stand-up comedy a lot. Yeah. And how... How the comedy that Tim Allen did, yeah, when he was a popular stand-up, it wouldn't even register as funny today. you no. were like, "What did you say?" Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Boo! Yeah. Right. He's getting shit talked. He's getting heckled. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, I mean, it was even. I mean, they moved his that show that he had um, from ABC to to like the, the country uh, country music network. Which one? The Last w- Man
0: Standing? Is that yeah, the one? Yeah, last I've man, I've not seen one episode.
1: I've seen half of it, and I get it. Like, I get why like
0: people on the right
1: might like that a movie, a, a show like that. <laughs> you know, and, no,
0: right, no, it's true. It is true though, and it caters to that. Yeah, which so, is weird. It, it it signifies a shift in entertainment. We're we're gonna touch. We're gonna we're gonna go it. political for just a second. I, right? I'm down. I'm down. Um, because um, when you think of what was the show that the, the big show that he was on, Home, uh, Improvement? Home Improvement, yeah, that was all that. I mean, that was a really good show, really popular show, and that maybe there's probably a lot of comedy in there that would not pass today mm-hmm. and wouldn't even, you know, just with Pamela Anderson, it was Pamela Anderson, right? Yeah, for uh, a while, coming yeah. out with just, you know, Cleavage showing, yeah. just being, being the girl, being, yeah, that exactly. girl, right, and just just the way that he's raising his boys and just like that sort of manliness. Yeah. Like it's just or, would, or now or today would be considered toxic. Masculinity. Toxic masculinity, yeah. right? <laughs> the toxic masculinity that emanated from okay. Tim Allen in Home Improvement just would not fly today. And he I think that's where the attempt was with this Last Man Standing is yeah. I know there's a there's a, there's a niche of people out there who, who still, still want, want this. this. Yep. And everybody was like, well, not so much." I don't know. It's also not that funny, like yeah. that. Like I think you can get away with stuff like that if there's true comedy happening, and if you put
1: the show on CMT, right? <laughs> and CMT's like, yeah, yeehaw. yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> gonna is... come on after Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Which so, was
0: a thing. Do <laughs> so I don't know? Like I just I, I sometimes will will watch YouTube clips of old comedy stuff, and there's only like a hand. There's only a couple of people. ...that I think would, would go today. Like, Carlin's probably one of them. Yeah. Uh, Richard Pryor's probably one of them. Um, yeah. But even those guys, there's like a gap. Those guys are like 70s, 80s. Yeah.
1: But, but, then he, but then you look at someone like Eddie Murphy... ...who people want to come back to do stand-up... ...but then you look, you listen to... Have you seen Delirious? Yeah. Like, like, Delirious, he opens up... ...with the most homophobic joke, like, ever. Right. And he's like, I got some rules, I got some rules... And he says the f word for 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 for, for gay people. is yeah. gay people aren't, aren't allowed to look at my ass. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like it's just not. It, it, that's. So, but it's weird that,
0: and it, it's weird that there's an intersectionality that's going on there, right? Yeah. Because it, obviously Eddie Murphy's a black guy, and um, right? There's this. There's there's he's in he's in a minority that has yeah. historically been oppressed. So it's like, how do I tell him to not be oppressive or to exactly. not say that thing yeah. without offending him as this other minority? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really comes down to just be a good person and don't be don't be shitty, and you, yeah. you'll be fine. And
1: it, okay, and it, it comes down to it being comedy too. At the same time, it's like, hey, I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy does not hate gay people, and, 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 right? Or, he just know. thinks it's funny to say this. Yes, and and and, and it may because it's crass and it's. You know, it's it's it, you're teetering on a, on that line. It's not meant to be. It's yes, it's it's, it's subjective. So some people are going to be offended, and you know, uh, and but it's it's meant to be to, to get a rise out of out of people. The reaction that, that is what the yeah. comic is going for. And it, and it's like it's, it's for sensible people to know, like, hey, he's not serious, but what he said was fucking funny. Like, and yeah, we don't hate gay people or anything like that. Um, and like we, there was this there's this big old thing on Facebook right now, uh, with uh, Dan Harmon. And I'm not going to, like uh, the creator of Rick and Morty. Okay. Uh, over a decade ago, so like around 2009, which was an interesting year for comedy, um, as far as like, you know, internet, you know, internet comedy being a thing, and like sketches really kind of just being out there, there's no rules or boundaries. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, I guess. Um, he uh, he's a therapist uh, who's who goes back and goes back into the in, in the past with a time machine, I'm assuming, and. Uh, he he, uh, he sees uh, parents of uh, future serial killers, right? And uh, he, he's like, okay, cool. He, I think he's a psychiatrist more than a counselor. And he's like, okay, make sure you take your sleeping pills, you put your baby to bed, you know, and, and you just get some rest. You know, get some rest. And in the video, in the sketch, you see him, like, pull down his pants and, like, like, like mimic having sex with his baby plastic doll. Like... Yes. Okay. Let's stop right there. Okay. <laughs> right? Is the joke bad? Hell yeah, it's bad. It's a stupid joke. Right. Right. Uh, does that make him, does that make him like a sexual pedophile, uh, a child molester? I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I mean, and, and, and I get the outrage of, like, actually seeing it. Like, I mean, you see this guy's bare ass and, like, you see him, like...
0: Yeah, but that's not even the worst part of it. It's just what he's doing and what he's mimicking in that. Like, he yeah. cares about his bare ass? Yeah, so exactly. Reason, no, no,
1: right, right. As right. it, far as it's like it's it, he's mimicking having sex with a child. Right. right. Like, but that... Okay, and... and, this, and
0: okay, let me, let me make sure I understand. He's doing that because that child grows up to be a serial killer. Right. Okay. And that's supposed to do what? Just fuck that kid over? Because you're a serial killer, or is it supposed to change the, the trajectory
1: of, my- of <laughs> yeah, his life? That, that ends my context of, of what the okay. show was. Uh, but to continue the context, an hour after he posted it up, he took it down and apologized for it. You know, and it's continuously apologized for it over the years. Um, there, there's a there's a
0: philosophy in um, online right now for some people hold to never apologize. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that almost it makes it worse. Like yeah. never apologize. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I, I I think, okay, one, there's there's a kind of there's a couple of different things about when somebody says or does something that's offensive in any way is is that does this person believe that? Right. Or is that what the way this person's makeup is, or that this person Communicate that poorly, whether it be in a comical way or in a serious way. Like, did you just say something that was offensive on accident and you were just insensitive? Yeah. Or are you truly racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever it is? Pedophile. (laughs) A pedophile, right? Like, there is a... Right, like, pedophilia just seems like a hard thing to make light of. Right. Okay. Absolutely. 100% (laughs)
1: 100%, it it, it makes... Yeah. Uh, I just... Okay, okay and and so then I gave the example to you. I'm like well Ricky Gervais isn't canceled you know like uh and there, because
0: he doesn't apologize
1: that's okay yeah that 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 that's very true but he ha- he has a joke like a stand up joke that is far worse than like uh uh than that, what, sketch, that, right? that sketch yeah about um you know his daughter went out to play and you know, and then you know, she comes home and she's like, "Hey, daddy, like, uh, you know," and he's like, "Oh, how was your day?" And it comes up to the point to where like he was, she was hanging out with her friends, and then she got alone with this older man, took her behind a tree, and uh, he she, he undressed her, and then he undressed himself, and uh, she goes, "And then what happened next?" And she and then she goes, "Oh, I forgot." And he's like, then he talking he, he motions like the jackoff motion. He goes, "Well, make something up."
2: <laughs> and it's yeah. like,
1: "Well, does that make him like? Does that make him like attracted to? Is he? Does that mean he's having sex? Sexual fantasies about his daughter, or is he just towing that like towing that line, that boundary mm-hmm. to see where what he can get away with, or what is actually funny to what degree?" Yeah, and I think you think about Ricky Gervais is
0: uh, what I what I appreciate about appreciate about him is that he's pretty consistent in how he makes fun of people and who he's making fun of, Yeah, right? Like there's a big, there's somebody who always makes fun of the right or somebody who always makes fun of the left. Mm-hmm. And Gervais is like, if I see something that is worth making fun of, yeah. I'm gonna make fun of it. Like yeah. the thing he did at the Globe, Golden Globes or whatever uh, yeah. it is, like that was so spot on and yeah. accurate. Um, and it touched a lot of different people yeah. and Like, the crowd, like, those people, like, how dare... Like, there's a lot of how dare you looks going on. But he's what he's saying is true, and that's why it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what is going through his mind when he tells a joke like that. Yeah. But in a weird way, like, he sort of has... I mean, my trust as a comedian that I think he's he has... He has a concept in mind that maybe it didn't land right. Yeah. But like I said... It's hard to make light of ped- like it's hard to find the humor in right. pedophilia.
1: It, no, no, no. Was the no? I know was- you.
0: I know you don't think that, right? Thing, so, but I think that when people try to hit that joke, yeah, it's just not gonna hit ever. Okay, like yeah. it's just not. Like there's no. So
1: when he it went and then going back when Ricky Gervais said that joke, it wasn't met with a huge like laughter or anything. It was like, <gasps> like it was gasped when he was just like. That's my joke. Like, That's, I'm not okay. sticking to it. You know, you know like-
0: what? I, I talked to – I have a buddy of mine who um, does some stand-up comedy um, on the site. And um, one of the things he always says is the jokes I tell, the, the stuff that I write, it's funny. It's stuff that makes me laugh. Yeah. And if it just so happens to make other people laugh, great. That's good. That's a, It's a great side effect. Yeah. But – If I think it's funny, I'm going to tell the joke. Absolutely, and there may be something to that with the way he's telling that joke. Well,
1: I I think a lot of like if you listen to a lot of like uh, comedians, there's always something fucked up about them. Like most of the time, like it's 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 a a lot of the time it's coming from a troubled past or uh, a a troubled situation uh, as, as far as why they want to get into comedy. Uh, majority of like the popular comedians that I've, I've heard like on pot, other podcasts, too, yeah, yeah. they kind of say the same thing. It's like, you got to be sunk some, some kind of crazy to be a comedian. I do think
0: heard. that there, that probably, I think that exists from anybody who performs
1: any kind of entertainment, yeah. right?
0: any entertain, any performance to a large scale audience. Yeah. There's gotta be a little bit about you. That is, that's just not a comfortable situation to be in. Yeah. And for you to be comfortable in that situation, Something has to go something weird happened. Not even necessarily even a bad yeah. traumatic thing. It's just that something happened. Yeah. That makes well, you, you comfortable. In there. <laughs> right. That's why I that's why
1: I do this. <laughs> no, I, I like
0: I feel very like I feel very uncomfortable in 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 front of people. Like in the weird like this is gonna be in front of people. Like, this yeah. is gonna go out to millions and millions of yeah. people, right? Just kidding. Like I don't know. What's your Do you know? Like, do you do you get uh, track? Do you track it? That? It's
1: it's uh, one point four million as of yesterday. No, just <laughs> we we're, we're in front of thousands, uh, so not okay. Not the, 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 the tens of tens that I wouldn't are say tens. At, yeah, the hundreds. <laughs> the hundreds.
0: No, like this is even if this were like a. Million subscriber audience, right? It's right. It's really just me and you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think that's probably part of what you try to do as as a host of this thing is Uh you try to get people comfortable and you're just talking to Tank right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, But like for me, like to be in front of a group of people in an entertainment capacity is weird. And I think for me, I just don't think that I'm that entertaining, first of all. Um, I think there's a – like if, at work, if I have to give a presentation in front of a group of people, I'm pretty confident and pretty easy. That's an easy thing to yeah. do because it's not – I'm not there to entertain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if I had to if I had to go up and do five minutes of stand-up, I would – I don't think I'd be funny at all. I think you'd but be I surprised, think, but <laughs> But I think I could be funny. I think what – I know that I can be funny in conversation. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I have to have – somebody bouncing some, back to me
1: yeah some sort of intimacy too as far as like not it's not just going out it's not bouncing off the walls and seeing where it lands right it, it's around the circle and maybe yeah. i just
0: lack maybe i just lack the confidence in i know this i know i think this is funny yeah so i'm gonna say it and if it doesn't hit i don't care yeah i probably care i probably would care a lot if i told a joke that didn't. no you
1: still care Like, cause I say, cause I, that's me. Like I'm always on, like it, it, I just wish, I mean, I do wish I could just turn it off sometimes and and I'm working on that. But, but sometimes like I just know, like I'm like, I'm, I just say shit. And I'm just looking around, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not that. That was funny. That wasn't buddy. funny. That wasn't <laughs> funny. I'll, I'll let you know, man, next time.
0: Did n- did not land.
1: Yeah, right. You send me a message. Oh, just for context, Stephen is my boss, by the way. Listen to that. It's cool.
0: I don't have my. I don't have my. Uh, I don't have my boss hat. He's on off right today. Now. I am. I'm. Not, I'm off today.
1: And and I go to work in about an hour and a half, so it's all good. All right, we got time. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have plenty of time. I'm working here, so it's all good.
0: You know what's funny? I'm gonna I'm gonna digress a little bit. Well, there was someone in my and I don't know if they listened to this or if they're one of the tens that listen to this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but they um they called me Team Daddy. Uh right, one time. And I thought that it was a little bit weird. Yeah. But it's funny. it was in it was in jest. Yeah. Obviously. Some on our team? It, somebody <laughs> told me that, right? <laughs> and um and uh, it was fun. It was a joke. It was completely in jest, and it was funny. And um, I, 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 I just think it's weird the way that I, I say that to try to make this joke. Yeah. I think it's very weird the way the term "daddy" has become so sexualized. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a legitimate daddy.
1: Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I fathered children. Like I have people
0: in my life who call me daddy. <laughs> For the right reasons. <laughs> and I'm very, I mean, I'd be, I'm made very uncomfortable by the fact that daddy has become so sexualized. It's like my, my daughter, my, she's 11 right now. So she set up the profiles on Netflix. Nah. And mine is Daddy. <laughs> so I get emails from Netflix, and it's like, What are we watching tonight, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some new content for you, Daddy. <laughs> i like, Wow, I got it. I refuse to change it because yeah. maybe there's somewhere inside of me I enjoy that email. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But, I, you know, my, my kids call me Steven now.
1: Right, <laughs> they <laughs> just call me Steven from now on. It's Mr. mandated. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. No. So I. It's, Papa Polanco. That'd be a good yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Mister
0: Polanco. Can I have some? Do you mind if I have some cereal?
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I, we do work
1: together. Yeah. I. Um, I. And I, uh, I, I like to think that the fact that you wanted to come on here uh, means I'm actually a, a decent employee. So.
0: Um, I mean, you are a decent employee. <laughs> Let's not lose sight of that fact. That's not why I wanted to come here. <laughs> it's not. Why. Dude, I got a new book coming out. <laughs> no, I just I came to promote my new my new line of uh, masks. <laughs>
1: they are crazy, man. I've seen some.
0: <sighs> I saw um I saw this artwork about masks, like, and it was actually pretty well done. I wish I, I can bring it up. I don't know where to go find it now, That's but. Fine. Uh, It was, like, about wearing your mask. And it's, like, if you want to get back to normal, like, wear your mask. Like, it's the one I remember is, like, if you want to go back to concerts, wear your mask. And this had a lady kind of, like, rocking out, right? (laughs) Like, everybody that's listening, you know what I mean. When, like, the head, the rocking out. But, like, the the mask was, like, the sort of rocking out hand. The the universal rock and roll hand signal was, like, right here on the side of her face. And it was, it looked like a mask. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if masks are the answer.
1: No. I mean, I think it helps uh, since we're getting back to this. (laughs) Right. That's where we started. Never finished. Back to masks. I mean, I I think it it definitely helps um, put people's mind at ease, you know, when you're around people. I know it does for me. Like I I now for sure. Like I hate people being around me like that. Like strangers like i i tell kids like with their parents no not strangers <laughs> i man. have a mask right yeah, here he in my pocket in i his, swear to god that's what it is a mask no like cuz i don't know like like for you like for my friends i trust that you know if we're going to come into contact that you know you know if you, take if, all the pro- take pro- all the precautions yeah, exactly. Do you trust that i came in here Without being exposed, absolutely. having cleaned myself and desanitized, yeah, you know, wearing a mask if you ask me to, like, absolutely right. So when there's strangers and especially kids, you know, you know, of course they can carry it and they can give it away, give it to people. I mean, I'm just, I'm paranoid. Have, the have you? I don't know. I mean, like, I go
0: to the grocery store probably two or three times a week, yeah, just because same, I have to. Yeah, same here. Have you come across anyone who, like, yeah, I know you see these things on the internet where, like, Karen's there. Like again, a side note. Karen the Karen meme has been so overplayed like I hate that I said that because I don't like I don't like it anyway have you come across somebody in a, in, in a public setting you personally where they are like no I'm not putting a mask on I refuse yeah, this is America yeah absolutely have uh, you really well
1: because I, I live in a small town man like to where I mean, everybody's on the right you know <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I live in Trump country man. love it uh, so and they're like I, I just don't understand I'm just trying to get some gas and I was like, dude, like you, and I, like the guys telling him like, if you just put, if you put the mask on, we'd be you, done with this like, already be done with it, man. You're just talking too much now, you know? And of course you could pay at the pump. He goes, well, I, and, and then he was like, you could pay the pump. He goes, well, I don't know if have this, uh, it has this one of those like a little skim, cause you know, skimming is a bit, well, he's a super,
0: thing. he's super maybe QAnon. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh man.
0: I okay. Look, the only thing that that I'm not a conspiracy on that I talked about am not a conspiracy theorist. I don't subscribe to a lot of conspiracy yeah. theories. The one thing in the, all of this that really has my mind turning is how we all of a sudden have a coin shortage. Like that I, one is weird. I don't know. I think about it, oh, yeah, I don't think about it a lot. But every time I see that sign, I don't, I,
1: every yeah, time I see that sign, I'm like, like I want to ask
0: the minimum wage cashier, like how do we not have open up your till i know you have coins in there like how do we how did currency go out of circulation yeah. because of the virus like i need to understand like i need to understand it, that it
1: doesn't add up right it's like it didn't melt Did it get the virus and die too right. like <laughs> from what i
0: i'm not an economist but from what i understand there's only a couple of ways that, that that currency can go out of circulation it's either people are actually saving and hoarding their own personal currency yeah. or the Fed is taking the currency and removing it from circulation. Causing a shortage, yeah. So I don't understand how this virus and what's going on in the world right now is, is contributing to a coin shortage.
1: And maybe like the only thing is that like we, we, we you said earlier about me like saving money. Like maybe I'm not spending – I mean maybe a lot of people aren't spending this. I
0: know – this. Much. here, look. Just We just need to go and I, I – we need to go to a couple of just Mexican grandma's houses and there is a jar somewhere. There's a or water two. There's a water jug <laughs> or an old pickle jar or something that is full of coins, guys. So we could end this coin shortage by just going to Abuelita's house. Paying her cash for the for the coins and it's all back to normal. Also, <laughs> <laughs> when when is the last time you pay with? Do you pay with cash regularly?
1: No, I I pay with cash once a month and that's to make my the, the rent uh, money order and that's it.
0: Yeah, I um I rarely even have cash. Yeah, same here. Um, and it's just because I I'm 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 a little bit. I'm, I don't know. Like, I spend freely when I have cash.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. You don't give two shits. Like, yeah. if I
0: go like, – I don't know. Like, like if I go to work and I have a $10 bill, okay, I'm going to survive with the $10 bill, uh-huh. right? I'm going to buy whatever I need for lunch or whatever yeah. with that $10. If I go to work with $20, I will do the same thing, but I will do it at a $20 rate <laughs> yeah. instead of a $10 rate. Like, I just – it's probably it's, – it's safer for me financially <laughs> to not carry cash because – I'll spend it if I have it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I do have a little, I, I might be a Mexican grandma because I have a little, little bowl there where I put my keys in my, my wallet every day. And uh-huh. there it's full of, it's full of pennies and nickels. Of course. I have
1: change at home. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's instilled in us. <laughs> I it's heritage. weird. Like
0: I, I'm weird. Like where I, um, I don't know if I'm weird, but like I'm sweeping the floor. Right. And there's like, I'm cleaning the house and there's like a penny. Like, in my, I have this, this debate in my head about, should I just bend over and pick up this penny or should I just sweep it into the... It's just a penny. It's just
1: a penny, but no, I pick it up. Right. I, I
0: refuse to throw that penny away.
1: Yeah. I can tell you right now there's a quarter right uh,
0: right in the middle over here and I can never yeah. stay there. Yeah until uh, I'm not <laughs> so, gonna throw it I'm not gonna sweep it up. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: That we I don't know. So the coin shortage I don't know. That's the only thing that in my mind with all of this sort of has a conspiracy theory spin to it. Yeah. Is why are we out of coins all of a sudden. Yeah, that's
1: weird. I mean that the only thing I can think of is that people aren't spending as much. But again, like who who's really using coins? Like it doesn't it, it doesn't add up to me. And that the the USPS thing that's going on, like, uh, mail being delayed, like, how, how's that being like? Is there's not enough money for them? To right. Work, like, what or? do you
0: what do you use the mail for right now?
1: What do I uh, is eBay stuff.
0: Yeah. But do you use you uh, the the U.S. Postal Service or yeah. do you use UPS or yeah? It, no, other? normally
1: it's USPS.
0: Yeah, I do think uh, you know I I come from a family of postal workers. Yeah, uh, my dad worked for the post office from the time he was like 18, 20 years old till the time he retired about uh-huh. seven or eight years ago. Uh, my brother and my sister both are mail mail carriers. Um, wow. My uncle is uh, works for the post office. So I come from a family of postal workers. So it's like it's it's sort of important to me that this whole thing gets managed the right way. Yeah. Um, but I. Um, I think the post office, it's incumbent upon the post office to um, be more efficient and offer more value um, because company, the competition is there. Like Amazon, I can order something on Amazon right now, and I know it'll be here tomorrow. And they don't use the post office yeah. to do it, exactly. right? <laughs> and all I have to do is have be an Amazon Prime member and yeah. pay 14 99 a month. Absolutely. And... it's either going to come by Amazon or somebody's found a more efficient way to do what you do. You guys need to jump on that. You need to you need to address
1: that, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. But some would say, Stephen, that it has a lot to do with this uh, upcoming election. I uh, (laughs) (laughs) we don't have to jump into that. No, 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 no. I'm fine with. I'm fine jumping into that. I (laughs) look.
0: I I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I will not vote for him in 2020. I uh, did not vote for Hillary Clinton Same in 2016, I and Clinton. I don't see a way that I'm voting for Joe Biden in 2020.
2: Right.
0: like I think we as Americans, we have been tricked into this dichotomy of choices like it's either this or that. Yeah. And if enough of us say, no, neither one of those choices are good, I refuse yeah. to vote for either one of those. And I hear you know I get online and I argue with people like on Twitter like that's my that's my pastime right my (laughs) my hobby and this guy's like no like this is a referendum this this election is a referendum on Trump and I'm like no this is a this election is who do you want to be president
1: it should always be that it that's all it is who's the best fit who's the best candidate and
0: if look I can go through a list of. Things that I believe are important, we don't have to get into that on this conversation. I can go through a list of things that I think are important in a president, yeah. right? And I can check the box and look. Donald Trump checks very few of these. Right. Joe Biden checks very few, like almost none of these, right? Or whatever it is, and then I make my decision. But there's some guy out there who does who who is an independent canon. like I, I and I will I will admit this with an appropriate amount of shame and embarrassment. I voted for a guy named Evan McMullen in the 2016 election. He was an independent candidate. And um, he's suddenly gone off the rails as like, there's a lot of people that I see that used to be conservatives. And I lean that way. I'll I'll admit that I lean conservative. There's a lot of people who used to be conservative who are now staunchly Democrat because of Trump. Yeah, And I'm like, if you let that man change what you believe is right, Then you never really believe that to begin with, right? Right. Like I don't. Trump. Like to me, we. To me, here's what I want. Here's my. Here's my political philosophy. Small government. Absolutely. Liberty. Individual liberty and freedom. Yeah. States' rights. Yeah. Okay. Like the government, the 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 big government, the federal government, that's there to protect us in 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 the event of a war. They, They they're 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 the grander scheme of things. They are there yeah. to make sure that we are our financial system is running smoothly, to make sure that the laws that are enacted are fair and in line with the constitution, mm-hmm. and then the states get to decide because what's works in Texas, what's right for Texans isn't what's right for New Yorkers. Absolutely. And yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And like when we get to this bigger federal government where they there's just they oversee everything and they they overregulate everything then they see this country as just one big populace and it's so every state is different and every you know each individual governor know should know the needs of their state um and i think we've gotten a lot we've gotten so far away from that where we all look to the federal government as the be all end all that you're going to protect us and really what we should we we need our government to be more localized because then we trust it and then we understand they Mm -hmm. we trust that. Governor Abbott or whoever the government we trust that he knows what's right for Texans okay and if he doesn't we vote him out
1: yeah, yeah absolutely and he, it's funny to see him flip flop every now and then <clears throat> And but it's he's like flip flopping better onto the on the better side he's like hey look put a mask on now yeah, okay yeah, just put mask on alright so everyone shuts up and my we'll bad. be all right. my, my bad, bad. <laughs> my, no look
0: here's what I wish one of these guys would get up and say like right now in the middle of this I don't fucking know. Who
1: knows? But that's the thing. This like,
0: is a pandemic like, that no one expected.
1: Do you think I've been through this before? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like, yeah. oh, I, I'm pulling in experts that I, they think they know what's yeah. right and I'm going to trust them. But I, I'm just a governor. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, not
1: a scientist. Like, yeah. like,
0: can you imagine if Trump just said, look, I'm just the president? Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm yeah. not a, a, you know, I don't know anything about viruses. I have people around me that I trust that do know and will go with their recommendations. But I don't fucking know.
1: And it may change. It may go back and forth. Yes, yeah. it's different. Like yeah.
0: we thought we had it under control. Now we don't have it under control. Maybe mask work. Maybe de- yeah. look. If there's even like a, if there's a small percentage of a chance that the mask helps, just put it on. Yeah, just put it on. We're gonna. We're trying. We're things. not
1: implanting anything in your right. body. We're trying. You know I mean? We're trying yeah. things right now. Yeah.
0: And I also feel very strong. It's a dress code, right? Yeah. I can't walk into HEB barefoot and no T-shirt on um because it's against their trust code so if HEB tells me you can't come in here unless you have a mask on okay well i have to put a mask on if i want to go to HEB i have to put a mask on and if you don't go find some store that lets you walk around and is is a uh, (laughs) germ infested
1: have fun uh but yeah no going back to it like i remember in 2016 it's like well hillary clinton's a lesser of the two evils i go but they're still evil like i'm not like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bend my my beliefs for that, you know. Right. The way
0: I phrase it is, um, Donald Trump is unqualified to be president of the United States. Don't Just because it. he is unqualified does not mean that Hillary Clinton is automatically qualified. Yeah. She has to be qualified in her own way. What like, like she ran as I'm not Donald Trump, pick <laughs> me, and I feel like Joe Biden's doing the same thing, like. Like, it's just a referendum on Trump. And he's like, I'm not Donald Trump. No, man, tell me a little bit more about why forget the other guy. Why should I vote for you? Regardless of who your opponent is, tell me why I should vote for you.
1: Yeah, because it it should be why you should vote for me, why you shouldn't vote for them, vote for the other person. Like Those those are the two factors I, I get. And he's only given us half. Like, yeah, we get it. You're not him. Okay. We you know. know what I mean? Like, okay, but why you, though? Like, well, why should I vote? Continue there's to a, for there's him?
0: millions of people that are not him. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, some would say billions of people aren't him either. Bill- yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> there may be one other person that's him. Exactly. Know. You never know. Uh, but I my, my weird conspiracy theory, it's like, all right. You really picked Kamala Harris to be president, didn't you? Because you know...
0: Let me me correct you. Kamala.
1: Kamala. Kamala. Right. The emphasis is on the Kamala. Okay. Gotcha. Kamala Harris. I I
0: don't want you to be either racist or sexist by mispronouncing her name. Oh, hey. I appreciate (laughs) you. I appreciate
1: that very much. No, I I just see... Hold on.
0: Kamala uh, Kamala Harris died last week. (laughs) the Ugandan God. giant right is oh, that my man.
1: yeah kamala did die uh rest in peace that guy i was le- growing up i was legitimately scared of him I have a question for you. Him I'm going to let you finish your thought about yeah, Kamala
0: Harris, and then I'll ask you. I have a question for you.
1: Okay. So just a real quick conspiracy theory. I just honestly believe that they know Joe Biden is not fit to be president, and they know that you know he has a chance to win because, again, like you said, he's not, he's Trump. not, he's not Donald Trump. Um, I think mid-election, mid again, I'm not a political scientist by any means, uh, but I, just, I can almost see it makes kind of sense. It makes some sense there to where... He wouldn't be fit to continue his duties, and then he just passes it off to Kamala. Harris. Yeah,
0: I will go one step further. I don't even think that's that much conspiratorial. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that there are some obvious signs that Biden has declined in health. Yeah. Um, you know, from his time as vice president till now. Been a long time. Okay, so I think there's a very legitimate. It's it's he's seventy six, seventy eight, something. I, I mean, he's in like he's that. in his upper seventies. Mm-hmm. Look. That's life. All a spade a spade, man. Right, He's like almost Goli- done. <laughs> it's life, brother. You you earned this death. Go for <laughs> right, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You lived a good life, dog. <laughs> give us, give
0: us, President Kamala.
1: Kamala. Okay. What was your question?
0: My question about the death of, of Kamala. Uh, if if there was two, I guess it's a two two part question. And if I'm taking too much of your no, time, no, man. We're good. Me. We're good on time. Um, we're really good. Um, two part question. One in real life, not excluding family and close friends, people that you know personally, who could who would die um that would have the biggest impact, like a, it would hurt you the most or make you just pause the most. Like you remember when Kobe died? Yeah. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, like that was a big loss to a lot of people." Like a celebrity? Like, yeah, what celebrity would what celebrity's death would impact you the most?
1: Oh, man, so probably Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. He's not uh, dead yet. No, <laughs> he's in his fifties, man. Like, oh. like, and I'm just like, like when he started his, when he started Nine Snails was 1989, and I was three years old when that happened. Yeah. Um. But I, and then two years later, after that, bo- that band was formed. My brother introduced me to them, and so like I've been a long life fan of them. Uh, that one would probably hurt the worst because I. It, I just feel like... I mean, of course, it's not true. I don't think... I don't really believe this, but it just always felt like every time a new album came out, it was like if Trent Reznor was walking behind me writing down lyrics with my life. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was like that one... Like, that's why they've always been so impactful to me. Uh, that one... Uh, Robin Williams actually hurt. I didn't know it was going to hurt. Um, but when I found out how... Like, like just how he passed, I was like, holy shit. Like, that one... That one struck
0: Yeah, good. I, you know, Robin Williams... I, for me... Um, a Kobe, Kobe, I, I was not a Kobe Bryant fan, like, Me I I, but his, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that people die. Yeah. Right. His death was tragic. Yeah. Okay. And it just, the fashion in which he died, yeah. the time in his life at which he died, like there was just so much tragedy. Um, and I'm a huge basketball fan. So like just the way the basketball community, so to speak, um, Responded to that yeah. death, like yeah, it impacted me more than I thought it would. Absolutely, I think that if someone like Tim Duncan died, oh, and I'm not, yeah. I, I hate it. just to say that out loud really makes like it bothers Timmy, me. Yeah, it, like that would impact me. Too. One of those Spurs guy, like Tim, T- Manu, yeah. Tony, not so much. Like, eh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace, good sir. Eh, you did us eh. good. Uh, you fucking ball hog. Uh, you know what's funny? I, I, and, and it's not funny, but I'm glad. You, I'm glad that you you, you brought up basketball because that that's how we're gonna end. Uh, I was really wanting to get your some thoughts on it, but I, I do want to continue with that. Um, Cause yeah, like Tim Duncan would that would, that would definitely like, like I want to get a Tim Duncan tattoo. Like that's my next tattoo really? plan. Yeah, the the whole basketball thing. I, I do want to try to get that on my like somewhere probably you are
0: you're like hardcore San Antonio I, 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 do you, that's
1: the only that's the only fan do
0: you have a uh, Tim Duncan Manu Tony Parker silhouette on the back of your car <laughs> no I don't have <laughs>
1: like that like I feel like I'm trailing my fellow I, I, uh, <laughs> my fellow
0: Hispanics in that area
1: <laughs> I, I growing up I had just a bunch of San Antonio Spurs uh, posters um, like it just it's the only only team other than uh, yeah in, in Texas that I like yeah
0: uh, for in real life, so my 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 follow up question, and I'm sorry to keep no 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 hijack. no we're we're going we're going. My follow up question: Which fictional character, fictional character, death would bother you? Would impact you the most?
1: And fictional character, holy shit, that's that's a good one. Let's start off with you, that way I can get some ideas, and I'll. I'll, oh, I'll it's uh, easy for me.
0: Who is it? Chewbacca. Chewbacca. If Chew- honestly, if Chewbacca died. If you had to watch a, if you ever watch a Star Wars movie and Chewbacca died, that would be devastating.
1: <laughs> okay, as soon as you said Chewbacca, I I, I realized where I, they almost died and I lost my fucking mind. I was married at the time and I was watching Toy Story 3 with my wife in three, yeah. in 3D with the glasses when those fucking toys were about to get burned in that furnace. Yeah. I lost my shit. And I said, "You don't look at me because I'm gonna lose my shit, Abby." Like, like I told, <laughs> like I got to the, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sad. You know, I'm embarrassed at admitting this, but I got to the car and I cried. Like I, again, thinking about why. Like I grew up. The I've seen. Oh, every yeah. I've seen every movie when it came out in the theaters. Like, the time I was a little boy until I was adult, I saw the last one. And, like, it was even more sad, too, to think about because, like, I started off with my aunt, with my, my great-aunt. I watched it, right? And my great-aunt and, and my mom, well, my grandma. Yeah, yeah. The first one. The second one, you know, I, I saw. Uh, hey, how
0: old were you when, like, I, I don't know your, like, your uh, age reference here. Like, how old were you when, when Toy Story, like, I think it's, what, it's got to be 20 years now so that it's
1: been out, right? Longer. I was less than 10.
0: Siri, when was Toy Story released? Which one? Which one? Uh, Toy Story, the first one, is 1995.
1: 95. So I was nine. I was nine years old. So it was a movie that was entertained
0: you on yeah, and, and like a child. A, a, up until like last year.
1: Level. Up until last year when I saw the Toy Story 4. And I almost cried in five seconds into that damn movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Buzz Lightyear, definitely hands down. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: no, like, for me, like, it's always been, I've always thought, I've thought of that question, and i have like, who would I cry about in, in in a movie, like, watching a movie, who would yeah. I cry about? I honestly, like, Toy Story sort of got me a little bit, because when my son, who's, he's 18 now, right, when he was a kid, like, four or five years old, three or four years old, he used to carry around this little Bob the Builder toy, uh-huh. I don't know if you know who Bob the Builder yeah, is. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: He used to carry this Bob the Builder toy around, and we went to watch a movie, and he, he had that, that, that monito with him, yeah. as we say. Um, he had that little monito with him, and he, um, he left it in the movie theater. Oh. And we got back to the car, and he's like, Bob the Builder, or whatever he used to say. right? However <laughs> <laughs> like, he used to say I don't even remember. <laughs> That's how he said And we that. went back. I went back into that theater, and I'm looking up and down. Like, you know how dirty a movie theater is. <laughs> like, I'm looking up and down that theater, like, under every seat, trying to find Bob the Builder. We did not find Bob the Builder. Oh, man. And, like... That made me sad. like, I, it took me to that. Like, I, I related to like when this toys got lost, yeah. right? It's like, oh man, like I wonder if that, I wonder if Bob the Builder went through that. Like, okay,
1: I, <laughs> I hope he's all right, Tom. <laughs> I,
0: I hope somebody found Bob the Builder that played with him, <laughs> right? that he didn't just get swept up he, into the he trash. In he did, man. yeah. <laughs> I'm Fucking Santikos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Chewbacca, that's a that, okay. You know, I, it would be shocking, but I don't think I'd be sad. No, come on, man. Like, I just—what did Chewbacca ever do to you? Nothing. I just like, hey, you know, like he's a warrior. You know what I mean? Like warriors die. You know, like, like when Han died, did you? Were you sad?
0: Yeah, I was sad for Chewie.
1: You were sad, okay? But no, were you sad that Han died?
0: He was old, like he deserved it. Like he, you know, uh, he was killed, and it doesn't matter his age at that point. I know, but it does matter your age if you've lived a life and you die. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I guess you know my grandparents are dead, and they all died in very grandparent-like ways. Like they just got sick and died. Mm -hmm. Like if if one of them got stabbed in the stomach with the lightsaber, I probably would bother. Okay,
2: that's what I'm saying.
0: No, I was sad, but I no, I mean it. I was sad for Chewbacca because he did like he cried out right. Like it broke his, <laughs> he broke his Wookiee heart. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I was sad. For, it was a sad moment and it was sad because he witnessed it and he reacted the way that he did. Yeah. I, it may be less sad Chewbacca dying because Han is dead and that's really yeah. the relationship and he, you know, we haven't seen Chewie move on to a different sort of friendship that he had with Han. <laughs> I just think it would be sad if, if Chewie died. Like I, I think, I think that to me would be the saddest death ever.
1: What other cool questions being. do you have? I like these little, little these brain. Oh, gestures. I don't
0: know, man. Um,
1: Cause if
0: not, I, I do, I do off the question I ask often is, and it's very hard to answer. So we may not be able to get to an answer here. What is the best song lyric that you've ever heard? Not song, not album, not yeah, song artist, lyrics. just the, the best lyric that maybe like if you just, what comes to mind right now? Like, your favorite line of any song ever?
1: It's probably from the fragile nine snails. Yeah. Uh here I'll look it up because I don't want to. You don't want to butcher should, it. I, I, okay, I, I, have have a, a, I should know. Let it. me give you my answer, and it's Go a little ahead.
0: bit. It's it's very romantic. There's a song by Ben Folds. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. With ben Folds It's called the luckiest, which I think is probably one of the best love songs ever written. And there's a song. There's a line in that song where he says, um, "I love you more than I have ever found a way to say to you." And like it always those the the lines that made me think like, oh, man, I wish that I was smart enough and to to come up with something like that. Yeah, that I always think of that line like if I were trying to romance a girl, like like if I love somebody enough to say like, dude, I just cannot figure out how to say how much I love you. Like that's that line always sort of that's what comes to mind when I ask that question for me.
1: It's, It's something similar. It's not really so much love. Uh, he says it's something I have to do I was there too before everything else I was like you and it was like when I heard that like so uh, I used to be a drug addict I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, I can tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think we do have like like the positive ones that make it out right. I think we have the kind of the same demeanor. That's eh, not surprising. That's not surprising. <laughs> no, maybe. I did not.
0: I you you mentioned to me. So we've talked a little bit about sort of the things that you've been through, and yeah. I don't. I, you may or may not have mentioned that yeah. to me. So,
1: so I, you know, I, and, but I've been like 11 years clean uh, mm-hmm. this past Mother's Day. So it's you know, it's not like so, that's why I can talk about it. Yeah, no, it's, but, hel- it's healthy yeah. to talk about it. It's, I, I, I just it's healthy just, to make fun of it too. It, just, I'm, I'm just trying fun. to help you fine i'm just trying to help you continue your road to sobriety right i'm just sharing the sobriety Uh, with you. so like i I was listening to that and i was going through like like uh like a grow issues as far as like oh it won't say why we broke up it was just really gross i'll tell you yeah yeah i'll tell you (laughs) offline offline Um, slack me (laughs) (laughs) gross uh But yeah, no. So like, I I just remember listening to it, and I was like, "Hey, we have to go through it." Like, some like sometimes the things that we have to go through, like, like, I really felt not alone at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I was there too. Here's my thought about
0: about that. Just having lived life, right? I think you are who you are today. I'm going to be very complimentary. Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> because, because, because of all that stuff, Yeah. like I think you had to go through that. Mm-hmm. You had to, to. If you did not go through that, you, who you are today would be something completely different. Yeah, good or bad. And you know, a, I am—I believe it or not—I'm a, a, a spiritual person. I believe yeah. in um, a lot of destiny and, and preordained stuff. And I think um, people who go through those sort of struggles—I know in those moments, the struggles are overwhelming yeah. and they're they're very difficult, but who you become out of that is what was why you went through those struggles. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, so when I, it's fun to join, it's not yeah. fun. It's, it, it, funny, it, it's, to, it's to funny to laugh and it's about, about it, it. And it's, I mean, it but, about but there it, is yeah. a, there is a, there's a beauty, I guess I could say to yeah. the wax poetic, there is a beauty in the ability to laugh at that now Absolutely. because, you know, I've gone through some things, right? Never, not to the extent, like I've been very blessed and fortunate in the fact that I, I, I became who I am today without those struggles. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you still have struggles. I like, still everyone's,
1: have. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's path's different. Yeah, but and... I
0: don't, I, I, I don't, I didn't, I was never a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me tell you this, like drugs. <laughs> um, I grew up in a very strict home. Uh-huh. Okay. Very, very conservative Christian home. I went to a private Christian school. Um, so like I never really even had the opportunity to, Say yes or no to drug use, wow. right? It just like I did. I yeah. literally didn't see marijuana in front of my face in real life until, you know, I'm in my 30s or something. Oh, okay. Like I just didn't. It wasn't a thing. So like it's like I can say my kids like no, you've got to say no. <laughs> when I don't know if I at 17, 18 years old would have said no. Right. I just didn't because I didn't, nobody ever asked me the question. Yeah. Evidence, so very fortunate too. So it's like I feel like I uh, yeah, that's true, but I feel like it's unfair for me to sit here and and, and cast judgment on somebody who had drug issues in their life or who yeah. even now has drug issues because I just like I feel it's too late. I mean, I'm 44 years old. Like I'm not going to start. That would suck. <laughs> this is a this is a, If you're going to have a drug problem,
1: <laughs> this is the worst time to do.
0: Your 20s it. is where you want to do it. Like, yeah. You don't want to do it in your 40s and 50s. I,
1: I always said that too. It's like I'm I was if I was going to do drugs, I'm so glad I did it as a as a te- as a kid and, an, and a, an adult, um you know a young adult you know mm-hmm. early 20s is when I quit. It's like I was like if I started like late 20s or 30s or even now like I, I would i probably be dead. It's like I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you know? and
0: I'm also very. I'm very co- conscious of it, right? Like I, you know, I don't know how sober you. Like if your sobriety means to you that you don't drink. And oh, you I drink. drink. Okay, yeah. yeah. Every um,
1: it seldomly though, it's, right? It, it, I don't. I don't enjoy it. Often, I, I enjoy it. No, no, no. Like often. No, like I just. <laughs> I, I can't do it every day. Right? Know, no, yeah. no, I
0: can't. Well, I can. Yeah. But I don't. Right. like. See, that's what I struggle with. And part of this work from home thing, right? <laughs> like it's just so it's, – it's right there. It's very easy to – to act. it's easily accessible.
1: Yeah. And not during work hours. I don't yeah.
0: – I mean I'm, I'm smart enough to not yeah. do that. If anyone's listening from right.
1: work in higher level positions, <laughs> we don't do it during work hours.
0: No, but it's – like I will say that it's very easy for me to log off, pour a little bit of whiskey, club soda, sit down, watch some TV, yeah. and go to bed. Yeah. And I don't think that's a healthy thing to do. Like maybe it's healthy for some people. Like I know people drink wine every day or drink yeah. a beer with dinner every. For me, it's like I don't want to be I don't want to not be able to fall asleep without whiskey, right? <laughs> like that's like that's that's you're inching your way towards alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> when you <laughs> So there's times like I'm still very like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm smart enough to be aware of it so that like I'm like I want to drink right now but I'm not going to yeah like I can fall asleep and I do I fall asleep but like I know that like my days off are Friday Saturday so yeah. I, I think on a Thursday night I'm like okay I'm logging off yeah I, I earned it it's that's been a, it's a, been a week I don't have to wake up tomorrow for anything yeah um so like I it, but like for me just like. Like whiskey's a thing that I have to be aware of. Not even just whiskey, but really anything. But whiskey's what I like. Yeah. Um, that's a thing that I have to be if there were a thing that was going to be a thing for me. Probably alcohol it would be alcohol that. because it's there and, and like like I don't know. It's it, it I, I like here's my thing, with anything really, like yeah. you can't say like I can't sit here in front of you and say, I'll never be an alcoholic. <laughs> like there's an arrogance to that and there's a there's a an ignorance to yeah. that. I could very easily become an alcoholic. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I need to be aware of that. And that's how I prevent it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll draw a very personal conclusion, right? Um, a Personal comparison is like, you know, people go, when they're young and they get married and they get into these relationships and they're like, I'm never going to cheat. on. I'll never cheat on you. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never do that to you. When the reality is, is I could very easily cheat on you. And I need to be aware of it. Because what happens is when you, when you, when you take that stance, I'm never going to cheat on you. You think any conversation, the, these conversations that you're having with this woman, man, whatever it is, that are probably crossing a, crossing a boundary that you shouldn't cross. And you're, you're still telling yourself, I'm never going to cheat. I'm never going to cheat. I'm never going to cheat. Meanwhile, while you're telling yourself you're never going to cheat, you're, you're allowing yourself to become, move yeah. into a situation where if you told yourself, man, I could cheat if I'm not careful. I got to have my head on a swivel. Yeah. I have to make sure that I'm looking out for this in every situation because it could happen and it could happen really easily. And then, yeah, it happens. And you hurt people that you never intended to hurt. Right. Um, because you said, I'm never going to cheat. Yeah. Well, you lied. So the really, the really, for those of you who are listening, who are young and getting into relationships, you need to be aware that you can cheat and you will cheat if you allow yourself to. <laughs> okay. You don't tell yourself that. You should, you, on the,
1: you should come on the relationship show. I should. I listened to I listened
0: to and, talk listen to, uh, and uh, Derek talk about fetishes the other day. <laughs> I, uh, okay.
1: Like I you know. Okay. I I had a club soda and whiskey. Right. <laughs> listening to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's funny. It's a, I mean it's an interesting conversation. Like that whole thing. Oh like, yeah,
1: it we get weird on that one. That's and, fine. Yeah, that's it, fine. It was, it was
0: really no, I it, the relationships are. I think it's important. I think. I think. For me, anyway, your twenties should be spent single,
1: absolutely.
0: And yeah. uh, as you transition, maybe late twenties is when you should start seriously thinking about a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as you transition into your thirties and you know mid early thirties, then it's like okay, I settled down. Like a lot of what happens is we think we're like super in love, and there's a bunch of energy around that. Um, so let's get married. We're going to be together forever. And then you just never really lived the life that you needed to live. Yeah. And you're not fully grown as a person. Absolutely. And you owe it to, I owe it to my partner. You owe it to your, your, your relationship to come into that as a fully developed, informed person. And if you get into that relationship sooner than you should, and you try to get that development while in that relationship, it's not healthy and it's not going to be good. Like you, I owe it to the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with to be complete.
1: Yeah. You're gonna put a lot of things on hold and you have a lot of regret. Um I, I think about that too now. I got I got I mean, I got married mid twenties. Yeah. Like 20, 25, 26? 26, I think. Lasted a year and a half. I mean. Um uh, but That's I, nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. It's nothing. Like I was I was barely married, I would yeah. say. You know, well, we we're together for six years. Um but uh I, 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 but even in that relationship I was like, man, you know what, like like I'm still have a lot of things that I want to do. Like there's not, there's, there's still like, I want a lot of accomplish that it doesn't involve you. Like I would love to for you to be a part of it, but it doesn't involve you. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I, th- and I think that's what I did these past five years uh, after my divorce. Like I've been completely single, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. by, it's like and like my choice. It's like, I'm like, I'm not getting rejected or anything. I'm not, no, no, but no. I'm not reaching out to anybody. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's fucking uh, amazing advice that people need. Should I do. I mean,
0: I think you have to be. I don't like I don't like the notion of I need you. I want you. Right. I don't need you. No, but everything's better when you're here. Yeah. So I'm really it's really cool when you're here and yeah. I want you to be around all the time. And I think a good like a good indicator in your mind if you, if somebody's like important to you is you are enjoying the stuff that you enjoy by yourself. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you think I can't wait to tell so and so about this. Right. Or, man, I wish they were here. Right? Yeah. Like those are two things that you think in your head where you're like, okay, this like that's a good sign to you that that person's important. Right. But you have to like I don't want anybody to ever tell me I need you. Right? Yeah, no. no, please don't. Yeah. God, don't, please don't. don't. don't need me. I got enough going on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz cuz there's that there's that ideal like, "Oh, wow, I need this person so much." And they see you in a higher, high, in this higher light, you know, yeah. uh, on a pedestal. That when you do something wrong, it's even worse than it really or, should be.
0: Or you become an, if you say, if I say to you, I need you uh, now, I'm an obligation to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't ever want to be no. an obligation to anybody, really? and I don't ever want them to be an obligation to me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like I want you to be able to say, "Fuck you, you're an asshole." I'm gone, and be able to actually get up and leave yeah. and be fine. Like that's really that's where you should be, and Anytime.
1: or hey, this isn't working out. I'll, you know right. what? Like, all right, cool. Let's.
0: Yeah, you, did
1: you ever watch Seinfeld? <laughs> Nuh-uh. Oh, I watched Seinfeld, but I'm not... Uh. There's like a... There's a Towards the end
0: of the show, um, he's in a relationship with Janine Garofalo. It's, she's not really... She's She has a character in the show, but the actress is Janine yeah. Garofalo. And they're like very similar, Jerry and in in this girl. And then like they just get to a point where they're like... They simultaneously say, let's break up or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of you. And they just go their separate ways. Yeah. And he just like the, the, the moral of the, the story is like, that's the perfect breakup. Like that was the perfect breakup where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, we're just tired of each other. Let's go.
1: It's not everything's supposed to, you know, be forever, be, be forever. There's
0: yeah. there's only one relationship in your life that ends the right way there. that ends together. Yeah. That's the way it is. I mean, it's honestly our truth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh but, yeah, no, you should definitely come on the Relationship Show. That would be fun.
0: I think I turned this – I just accidentally turned this you one did. into the Relationship Show. You really show. did. So that's why, that's
1: why I'm closing it off. But uh, I did want to end on one last thing for yeah. you. And, and, and I wanted to see what your thoughts of because it's, uh, it's a very uh, – it's going to be an interesting point next year. What happens next year with the Spurs? Um, I hear. Like, well, and, I and just for context for people listening last night, you know – even before the game began, they were. Out we, of the knew play- they, we knew they were. Out. <laughs> Here,
0: a couple things. I look, the Spurs have made the made the playoffs twenty two straight years. I'm a huge yeah. Spurs fan. Um, I have not had my my oldest is will be twenty one in November, so she has not. Um, there has not been a time in her life when the Spurs, Spurs were not win. in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've never man. been a father. Well, the Spurs are not in the playoffs (laughs) until right now. um, Here's the thing. I don't know how much you paid attention to what's going on in the bubble and how the Spurs played, but they've got a good group of young people on their team. And um, I'm encouraged that they have a little bit more. I was a little little worried that our future was not as bright, but watching these guys play over the last few years, the last few years, the last few weeks, um, has really kind of gotten me a little bit encouraged about that. Um, DeJounte Murray is a solid player. I think Derek White probably has the brightest future of anybody on there. He's just a smart player, and he's he's, he's good. He's a good, good player. Uh, Keldon Johnson's a good player. Um and um, I was talking to Adam about this. Mm-hmm. I, I think Adam's been. I think he's in your uh, table of studs.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he does table of studs with us. Yeah.
0: Um, him and I were chatting about this the other day, and and and, and he's 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 encouraged about the future as well. So I I, I next year I think they're probably a fringe playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people depending on what they do in the draft and what they how they address the their first, offseason. Yeah, it's
1: going to be great for the. Dra- yeah, it's uh, next just week. it's
0: it's it's refreshing as a fan. To, to go into a season with low expect like with no Man. expectations like there's a lot of stress to a fan that you think you're going to win a championship all the time and yeah. we thought that every year for the last 20 something years yeah. and we only we won five right yeah. that, which is great but that's only like a 20% success rate right <laughs> the other 15 years were ended in disappointment for me Very because so. I expected championships and I didn't get one yeah um, that's a horrible way to look at it honestly <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was expecting greatness. I want this. I don't need the championship or best.
0: I um but I it's it's exciting to go into. It's, it's it's unique. I shouldn't say it's exciting. I would much rather be competing for championships. But there's a uniqueness and There's a some fun yeah. to hey who gives a shit? Let's just go see what this team can do, and let's go see what these young kids can do. Yeah. So I think I think it's great. I think it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Coach Pop can that's what yeah. can yeah. can manage that because in, in, by and large he's been able he's very good at managing a successful group of people. Mm-hmm. How is he going? Can he manage an unsuccessful group of young kids and uh, in a way that he wants to? Like, well, our friend Joseph thinks he's not even going to come
1: back next year.
0: Uh, he was uh, he was asked directly yesterday. Are you coming back? And his answer was, "Why wouldn't I?" That's
1: not a yes yesterday. No, I know, though. I know, because I can say, "Why wouldn't I?" Oh, because oh, that team offered me more money, and I'm going to go over there. Like, and I have like, Coach nothing Bob, left. Look,
0: Coach Bob, he he does a lot of the. He's very vocal right now in a in a social justice and political way, yeah. which in a lot of ways it, it annoys a lot of people. Yeah, um, I don't care that much. You you can say what you have the microphone in front of your face. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, um, I can. I'm very good at compartmentalizing (laughs) so I can still look at him as a basketball coach and see how great he has been as a basketball coach and looking at him, like a lot of things have changed for him over the last few years. His wife passed away. Um, Tim, Tony, Manu, those guys Um, aren't there anymore. Um, a lot of people that were very close to him. Like I, I, Part of what makes him very successful as a coach is is how personal his relationships are with his players. Yeah, and I think it. I think there's a sadness to not it, having Tim, Tony, and Manu there. It's done.
1: Like the last of that era of like the, the late, the early two thousand era like that. The Spurs were the last. Yeah, team.
0: and he's also in his seventies, yeah. right? Like it's there, there could be a, there could be a point over the summer where he's like, you know what,
1: I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired, boss. Think I'll go home now. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. I'm tired.
0: I think that was a green mile. Yeah, there it is. was a green I'm mile. I'm tired, boss. Um, like, I, I've, I, there may be an opportunity for him to say, you know what? I got I've done a lot. Yeah, I've, I really, I'm, I'm, it's, it, it's good for me to walk away right now. Becky Hammond can do this.
1: Timmy can do it.
0: Tim can do it. One of these. Give, give somebody with some energy a do you chance. Give it to
1: Timmy or do you give it to Becky.
0: Um I don't think con- I'm not convinced that Tim wants that sort of life. Yeah. Like I don't think he wa- I think he he's happy being an assistant coach because I think there's a less of a commitment. Yeah. Um I do think Becky is probably capable. She's in it, yeah. Um and I think that her ambition is that. And I really in a weird way and I know we talked about forced feminism, but in a weird way I really would love to see the Spurs be the franchise that Leads that breaks that door down and yeah. says, Hey, Becky's a Becky's a head coach. And she's um,
1: learned from, from 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 pop, you know what I mean? Like, right,
0: like I know, and I think, I think it's, it's in some ways it seems forced, but in a lot of ways, no, in, in in every way, um, let me make sure I say that clearly. In every way, Becky is capable of being a head, an NBA head coach, yeah, not based on she would not get that job because she's female, she would get that job because she's she will be the best candidate for that position. And um, I'm anxious to see that happen because if it doesn't happen with the Spurs, it's going to happen somewhere. She's proving herself to be a very capable coach and and to be a capable head coach in this league. So uh, I would love to see that happen with my team versus somebody else's team. So we'll see. Like, I think, I think it's that, I think that weighs on pop's mind too, where he, because he's so vocal about social justice and, and, and that sort of thing. um, I think it's important to him that that happens with his team. Right. Um, so he might, if Becky gets a serious offer from somewhere where she's like, look, you know, this team wants me to be their head coach and I'm going to take it. I think Pop would say, wait,
1: you, no, I'm ready yeah. to
0: retire. Can, can you stay here and do it here? And she would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting time. Um, I am, I mean, I was alive for when the not so great times before Tim Duncan, you know, um, yeah. when Houston ruled Texas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they ever rule. Well, I, I, I mean, mean, they they well, I remember they kicked us the gear before. Yeah, the,
0: no, the, you're the, right. They, they Yeah, Houston had a couple of good seasons. Yeah. I'll say, let me say that. <laughs> they had a couple of good seasons.
1: I it, it's going to be an interesting rebuild. I think about this all the time with Patriots and it's a it, both both teams that I love very much. So, uh are doing this now. Um I I, I don't know uh God, I have on air brain. Um Cam Newton. Cam Newton, sorry, yeah, yeah. I think Cam Newton's going to be an interesting part for the well, Patriots. Well, see,
0: and the Patriots are in a very unique. Yeah. They're kind exactly. of in a similar situation the, as the Spurs the, the, are. Where both, yeah, both teams. Is Belichick going to get to a point where he's like, okay, it's time to give this to my son?
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, this passed down the. That, that's weird. That's weird to think about. It. And um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see because I mean, I, of course, I was young, but seeing like the Spurs turn into the team they did like in '99, like it was great. That's like wow, like. This is the team that we've always wanted, That ever, like, 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 you know, my family's always preaching about, right. you know, and it's like, okay, cool, we got this, and then I have the Patriots, and, and this brand new baby of a team, like I said, all these new players, and, and yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a new coach in a few years. Um, I, I still think they can do it. I still think they have the capability of passing down that lineage. Uh, of t- of teachings like the co- the, yeah. the coaches. No, I, I
0: mean, the, I think that the Patriots and the Spurs have v- had very similar paths to their franchise. Yeah. Um, and that comparison always exists out there. So I think they're they're in, they're both in a transition. The difference is, I think the Patriots probably football is such a different game than basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's easier for a football team to outperform to overperform mm-hmm. than it is for a basketball team. Um, because there's so many contributing factors, mm-hmm. there's so many different things. Like strategic, like I think strategy in football matters a lot more yeah. than strategy matters in basketball. I think strategy helps in basketball, but the people who have the tallest, most athletic, best shooters, they're most likely going to win the games, yeah. right? In football, you can be under talented and out scheme a team. Like I, I watched high school football my whole yeah. life. My son just got done playing high school football. I see it in the NFL. You money ball. And it. Belichick yeah. is the best at. I'm in a game plan for this team. And yeah. I mean, even if I don't beat them, when's the last time you saw the Patriots get blown out? Yeah. It's been it a just while. doesn't happen because yeah. they, they game plan
1: so well. Um, uh, that was actually uh, 2007 when I became a fan of the Super Bowl uh, <laughs> with the Bills. Uh, Bills or the Giants? What did, uh, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank? So the uh, Giants,
0: the Patriots uh, Giants Super Bowl Is that what you're talking when, yeah, about when With David Tyree With the helmet catch when they
1: had, Yeah when they had The undefeated season Yeah 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 uh, And they lost No they just yeah. they, they Here's I'll tell you why
0: I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to get very yeah, Let's do it let's I'm do sorry it. if I'm dragging on No
1: here. man I didn't, Yeah we're wrapping up now, But I, what time is it I still got Plenty of time. Give me
0: like yeah, five more minutes. I don't care. I don't the care. The, the Giants were the perfect team to beat. Yeah, uh, the the Patriots that year because they had um they had I think Strahan was still playing. Um, yeah. and they had this other dude at the end. I can't. His name escapes me. Uh, the other the other anyway. Long story short, the Giants front four uh-huh. could get pressure on Brady without having to without the team having to blitz. Yeah. So they can have full coverage, and their front four was getting pressure. Yeah. And that's why they won. That's really what it came down to is that their defense was able to get pressure on Brady without blitzing, Yeah. without committing an extra man to that, and um, then they got there was some luck involved, obviously. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, like Eli Eli Manning. Don't get me started on Eli Manning, but
1: flu
0: quarterback. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good quarterback. Yeah, elite.
1: Not your brother, <laughs> right? Elite
0: is he the kind of guy that could on his is he Aaron Rodgers is no. he Tom Brady is he is he uh, and Aaron Rodgers is
1: another conversation too. I mean that guy should have been better than better than uh, uh, Tom Brady. But yeah, he's but he's so not.
0: Good. I mean, imagine a quarterback like that in a non-injury uh, prone sense, uh, non-injury prone, or in a system that uh, was better than what he. You know. Yeah, there's some there's some guys out there who get undercoached. Absolutely, and I think he was undercoached yeah. for a long time. Um, if he was, if, if he played for Belichick, he'd probably have eight Super Bowls, right? Yeah,
1: now. absolutely. I think he's, he's, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, Steven! Thanks, man. Tank,
0: I appreciate it, man. It was no. fun. Are uh, you gonna come back on? You hey. tell me. Uh, yeah, whenever you're ready to have. I, I, a, I
1: think I think we just have these conversations. And you, like like we whenever
0: just... you're ready to have just this random ass rabbit trail Dude, conversation. This is, this is what I. Or mean. if you have something specific in mind we that can... you want to talk about. Yeah, man. I I never do, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, um, Steven's book comes out on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> so hit like and subscribe. <laughs> no, man. Uh, it was really fun. Um, I knew it was gonna be an easy conversation. Uh, versus other people that I've had on the show, I won't name names, but they know who they. We are. we know we we know the <laughs> negative response you got to a couple of episodes. <laughs> no, man, but thank you. I again hope. Look,
0: tell me, tell me if the response to this is like, why the why did you have him on?
1: No, absolutely not. I'll. No. I'll, probably, I'll they're probably gonna say like he needs his own podcast. You
0: know what? Yeah, you know what we did. We didn't talk about wrestling today. That's okay. I, I want to. I, I, I want to talk about wrestling with you.
1: Absolutely, we're talking about it next time, man.
0: And. Um, you know i think we we owe we owe we owe it to the audience <laughs> To have a little bit more the tens and tens we, we owe it to the tens and twenties that are listening To have a little bit more of a directed conversation So nah, maybe man, if we come is, back next time We can have at least an outline of I want to talk about wrestling, I want to talk about football I think that's where Peter
1: Butter Falcon was leading to But I think we got sidetracked
0: I know, but you mentioned Shia LaBeouf So that was the last time I saw him Yeah, And he's such a fucking asshole
1: Yeah, he's a douchebag, but he's such a good actor Do You think so? Yeah, I, I think he is, man We'll get into uh, that next time Uh
0: Look, Optimus Prime carried that movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holes was amazing. That was right. No, there's this a movie that if you haven't seen, it's called American Honey. With him in there, he plays a uh, he plays himself uh, jokingly, of course, because yeah. he's an asshole in the movie. Is it
0: available on any uh, kind of streaming service? Probably, okay. uh,
1: probably is. Uh, let me just double check there. Uh, American Honey. Wow, well, let's see. He plays a uh, magazine salesman. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, okay. it's on Netflix. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, man, it's actually. It's I, at, did, I didn't think I was gonna
0: get homework, but it, there we go. <laughs> homework,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and and you know, if you have time, it's a, it's a short watch. It's an easy watch too. It's nothing. Is like, it worth
0: the two hours? <sighs> I mean, you're, just, you're talking about it's a good movie, so it's got to be a good movie. It's got to be worth the. It's got to be worth the time that it's.
1: Made. I like weird, different movies. Like I like that. Do like, I have to be high to watch? I mean, is it better if I'm high? I wasn't high when I, I watched.
0: <laughs> Chicago, you know the musical? Yeah, I had a recommendation of a friend of mine. I watched it, but I I was under the influence while I did.
1: Oh, uh, okay. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. I
0: think it's weird sober too, but
1: <laughs> I, I I like I like uh, I like um, um, musicals. Um, I just didn't like Moulin Rouge. I didn't like that.
0: I don't get it. It doesn't make like, sense. Why dude. are we singing all? Like, of a why
1: sudden? are we doing this to Nirvana, man? I mean, like, I get it now. I mean, it's part of it. Did you watch Hamilton? Okay, look. I don't get it.
0: I get it, but I don't like it.
1: Okay, okay. Oh, I'll say this: I get it. I also don't like. I didn't like it.
0: I get why other people are into it. Like I understand. Like my, I have my niece had um, her 14th birthday party, yeah. and it was uh, it was Hamilton. Shut the themed. front door. It was Hamilton themed, and I'm like, uh, Alexander Hamilton. Like, like I, 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 think it was historically accurate for the most part. Sure. Um, I get why it was entertaining. I understand the talent. That was presented. It was
1: very, they were, they're very good at what they do. But
0: that, that does not entertain me. I didn't like it, man. And I'm sorry. I don't, you know, it's just like if, if there are people who probably enjoy Hamilton who would not sit through a Dallas Cowboys football game with me. True. And I
1: I watched Sweeney Todd. Like I love Sweeney Todd. Like I thought it was great.
0: I feel very Shrekish when it comes to musicals, right? Like, like, you know how Shrek was like, why are we singing? (laughs) That's me. Like, I just like, you you know what? Just tell me. Just tell me.
1: I mean, you can talk about it, you know? Right. <laughs> It'd probably take two sentences. <laughs> exactly. And
0: I don't have to learn a dance. I don't... You know what like, it would no be way. great? I you mean, know what would be great? What's that? The next time you have me on here, we do it as a musical. As a <laughs> musical? <laughs> <laughs> we just...
1: Welcome back, Steven! It's been a long time. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: It's like, okay, yeah, we know we're fucking oh, done. At any rate, well, thank you again, yes, Steven. Sir. I will see you next time, and thank you again for coming on. All right, do we get a sound effect on the end? Uh, Yeah, let's do this. Let's see. Sweet. <laughs>